This reporter places the blame for all of this squarely on you, the viewers. Uh, would you say we'd be venturing into a zone of danger? It doesn't matter what you think! You're listening to the Our Take Podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know, mm. all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the full head, and uh, it was really hard to cut it off. And Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions, and I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. This is the Our Take Podcast. From Scary Parrot Media Studios in Ogden, Utah, it's the Arctic Podcast, episode 33. I'm Brian. I'm Spencer. You can find us at the Arctic Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please, please, please share with your friends and family. It is January 28th. On this day in history in 1986, Space Shuttle Challenger exploded after takeoff. Really? Yeah. Mm. Do you remember when Columbia blew up? Yeah, I do. It was weird. I was like, uh, kind of felt 9-11-y to me. Like, yeah. I was kind of affected by it for some reason. It's awful. Probably because it blew up right over my house, but... Yeah, it in Texas, right? Yeah. You know what's crazy is that, like, when Challenger took off, the space shuttle was still kind of like this new thing. Right, it's it was. So many... Like, my mom worked for the post office. Uh-huh. And they made an announcement like, hey, everybody, Space Shuttle's about to take off if you want to see it. Right. So they all went into the break room. Like, and that happened all over. Mm. Everybody watched it happen. Dang. Super traumatic. Yeah. So, and Reagan gave a pretty good speech. Yeah, that was... Trying to console the nation. It's actually horrific. I'm not going to go into details, but... No, it's awful. When you know everything that actually happened to them, it's, yeah. it was, uh, it was I mean, horrific. It's not a, not a good way to go. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Speaking of a not a good way to go... <laughs> That's a good way to start the episode. Yeah. Sorry, that was just this day in history. We'll go. We'll go a little bit different here. Um. Okay. So I have two things, and they're sort of related, but not really at all. But they are. Okay. <laughs> uh, the first thing, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. <sighs> Actually, I have two gripes with her. The first one is why is she so ugly? It- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Her dad is not that unattractive. Like, he's a he's an okay looking guy. It's not her. It's her personality. No, she's not. She's a she's gross. She's very cartoony looking. Like, well, I mean, she, you know, what? she's kind of like. Uh, I mean, I'm not one to do this. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but she's kind of like Mimi from the Drew Carey show. Oh my god, you're Just right. wears a lot of makeup. Yeah, you you're know? right. I mean, not quite as you know flamboyant, but yeah. No. Um, my second issue. Um, is her bout with um, Alexandria Ocasio? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, what's happening? AOC. So, um, you didn't hear about this? Oh, wait, I heard about the Bible beef. Okay, yeah, that's Sarah referenced the Bible, and well, so Cortez like came back and destroyed her. Well, yeah, but all things aside, what really bugged me about this is. That she said the fate of the planet should be left in the hands of something and someone much more powerful than any of us. And that... Who's, wait. That's, that's Sarah Huckabee Sarah Sanders. Sarah okay. So basically she said, you know, we sh- who cares about climate change? We'll just leave it in God's hands. Oh, I see. And that makes me so right. mad. Right. That's like... I'm not going to wear my well, seatbelt because it's in God's hand. I'm not going to feed my dog because right. it's in dog's, it, dog's hand. I'm not going to lock hand. my door. I'm not going to, yeah. It, it's in God's hands. 
I think I'm close my eyes on the freeway. I think that saying that is if you if you're a, if you're a believer in a god, saying that is grounds for being smitten by God. Well, the, Be- <laughs> the, were they were they specifically talking about climate change? You know, I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming. Oh yeah, I did find the article. Let's see. Uh, uh sorry. Yeah, because because Cortez released a bunch of um, a Genesis and Leviticus stuff about how God called the world good and how to take care of it. The interesting thing here isn't isn't the the what happened. It's uh-huh. the broader context, which is for Sarah to say we should leave that to a higher power is admitting there's a problem. Right. right? So you just admitted there's a problem, but it should be just left to the and, divine. And that's nature. I think what makes me so mad about the the right wing denial of uh, of climate change is right. it's like we're not going to recycle because you know who the, cares God'll take care of it right no I don't underst- um, no <laughs> I don't understand the, so many arguments come down to like they just want to be lazy it seems like I, you're like why not recycle you I know t- like why not right like I I don't I don't understand I you don't, know I don't know like just go put Go go to the store and get a big balloon or even a garbage bag. Yeah. Put it around your exhaust pipe. Okay. Run your car for two minutes. Right. And watch how fast that fills up. Right. And then realize that just in, let's just take Utah, mm-hmm. in the Salt Lake Valley, mm-hmm. there's two million cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll be amazed at how fast that bag fills up. And sure, it has some oxygen in it. Right, I dare you to take a breath. Okay? No, well, yeah, I'm not liable. Don't do that. <laughs> but it's it's amazing how much your car puts out. I mean, almost it's like it's so crazy number. Like only 10 percent of a car's energy is actually used to make the car move. You know, yeah, the rest of it is expelled in heat and pollution. Yeah. But that, I mean, we're getting off track here. But the whole point is that Sarah admitted there's a problem, but she doesn't want to do anything about it because. We might lose tax breaks for yeah. We might lose money or something. So just hopefully God will save us. And I just oh my gosh, it makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. God won't save us, people. <laughs> God allows a lot of things to happen. It's like I mean, there it's are. It's like d- don't get in the tornado shelter, right? <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> like are you freaking yeah. serious? Like right? How so, many we can? So all you Trump supporters, these are the people. Right. Who are on your side. And that leads me to my second topic, which is a outbreak of measles yep. in Washington. And who caused that, I wonder? <laughs> Anti-vaxxers are on the same side as the people who want God to take care of climate change. <laughs> I, I, don't, I mean, I... Just remember I'm that. rendered speechless. Flat earthers, chemtrails, non-vaxxers... And uh, climate change deniers are all on your your team. Yep. they're all your teammates. Good job, okay. team captains. Just just let that sink in when you are are diehard supporting all this nonsense. Okay, I why are they so stupid? I don't understand. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's, I get so. I basically have, like apoplexy about it i'm so angry that i don't know what to say like i there's nothing you can say you know 
There's like a bottle of water right here on the table. Uh-huh. If you were to tell me that the bottle's not there, what am I supposed to say? I know. Because I could <laughs> splash it in your face, which is what we've done with climate science. I know. Is thrown it in people's faces and shown them. The Trump administration even released the report. It's in your face. Right. And you still don't know. So there's nothing we can do to prove it to you. You're just going to be a jackass just to be a jackass. And we could go on about analogy after analogy after analogy, mm-hmm. you know, but God's not going to save us. I Just Google children and Yemen yeah. and, and tell me that God has a hand in the dealings on this planet. You know what I mean? Right. I just, oh. I just, I can't, I can't. We're off to a great start. I know, but that's seriously, <laughs> you know what? Uh, well, people, that makes me so mad that the spokesperson for the president right. of this country, of mixed religions, of atheists, of everyone, says God's going to take care of it. Yeah. Really? He's going to take you care of it. You got him on the horn right now. Yeah. He, like, <laughs> you know how he's going to take care of he's it? Gonna he's going to wipe us out. He's going to wipe us out. You guys are ruining <laughs> my marvel. It's like... <laughs> There are, there's so many analogies. There's so many. There's so many. Like, I built, uh, you know, a huge model house, and you come and take a dump in it. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, I am going to clean it up, but uh, I'm going to stab you, too. I built a really cool clay sculpture, and I put some ants on it. Right. And the ants are ruining it. Right. So I'm going to kill the ants. Yeah. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> How many different ones can we I don't know, go? man. But I, I want to say something to people kay, who, yeah. who might get... Who might be tempted to turn off the podcast? Uh-huh. That's fine. Do what you will. But this is the the reason Spencer and I started this podcast was an outlet for us. Right. <laughs> we we had very strong feelings about things, and we felt like recording them into a microphone. So that's what we do. Sometimes right. it ends up funny. Other <laughs> times, it's really just I, you just can't talk. It's just unbelievable that this happens. Yeah. I I don't think I personally know any anti-vaxxers, but I, no. I, if I met one, I don't know what I would... I'm not sure I have. I, I would just feel like... But if there's uh, anybody that's listening... So this all started with uh, McCarthy? What's her name? Jenny McCarthy went on like Oprah, right? And said her son had autism and that it was caused by uh, vaccines mm-hmm. because of a scientist... I'm going to give you his name just so I can back it up, okay? A scientist was convinced that this was true, that vaccines caused autism, okay? Um, He was later disbarred. Yeah. His entire article was retracted, and like all all of the other authors in the article, I think there were 12 other scientists on Mm -hmm. or something like that, retracted their statements as well. He admitted to faking it. He admitted. He said, I know I faked it, but the the outcome of my study doesn't change my mind. So he did the opposite <laughs> the opposite of science. Uh, okay. Uh, he was so convinced that his theory, his hypothesis was true, that he was so proud that when the hypothesis came back false, he he lied then. He changed the numbers. I don't how is it that that they no one will not no one but people won't believe like you know 90 percent of scientists in the world but one whack job that's the same thing that's <laughs> freaking climate change man i just i don't get it they're like hey climate change is real you know you should vaccinate your child almost 99 percent of doctors say so 
No. This one guy who got disbarred, you know. You really don't have to go back that far either. <laughs> Look at polio. Yeah. Like, it's been eradicated because of this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I found the two authors who removed their names. Let's see. Christopher Shaw and Lu- Lucia Tom Tom Genovich. I don't know. <laughs> but so he, that was the only study that ever linked the two even remotely close. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was just a correlation. And right. the first thing you learn in a statistics class is that correlation does not prove cause. Right. Right. He, like I said, he gets kicked out of everything. He can't do He can't practice anything anymore. Right. You know, all the other scientists that were part of the study removed their names because they didn't know he had doctored the numbers mm-hmm. until he admitted it. Jenny McCarthy then comes out and says, okay, it's not true, but no one listens to her anymore. She, she got all the hype and now they don't want to believe her that it, you know, and I think it turned out that her son didn't even have autism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this all it's a, it's amazing. This is like butterfly effect stuff. Yeah. One guy. One guy did this. I mean, all of those people that have measles right now or people who have there's been all sorts that have broken out. Like I think uh mumps has broken out in places. Mm-hmm. These people have a case against that guy. Oh yeah. They have a class action case. Right. Like the I think any American lawyer <laughs> would probably take it it's it doesn't even I don't even know if it rubs the line of you frivolous. I think it's okay. I just figured out how we can convince all these people of climate change. We get all the scientists to deny that it's happening and then <laughs> one guy says right. that it is yeah. and then we get a celebrity to endorse them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. People I, will be driving, you know, all sorts of stuff. I uh, all sorts of hybrids and stuff. I would love to see an interview where this the one scientist who does say that climate change isn't real, yeah, like on TV, has he even been on like Infowars. Oh, there is one. I don't know. That's what I I'm saying. <laughs> I want to see um, the one scientist you know that that says it's not true, and the reasoning. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It's uh, anyway. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on. Vaccinate your the, children. Let's move on to brighter topics like uh, Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening in Venezuela? So, you want to run down? Yeah, I, I know things are happening, but I haven't uh, been fully briefed. You remember uh, Hugo Chavez? Yeah, I do. He, he doesn't like us. Well, he's dead. Oh. He what? was friends with... Um, did I know that? When did that happen? <laughs> a while ago. Was he assass- a- assassinated? No, no, no. He, he, he just, just died. died. Oh, that's unfortunate. I mean... <laughs> so Hugo Chavez was the uh, president of Venezuela that turned them into a... I hate, this, I hate to say it because they're going to use it against me, but they turned into a socialist country. Okay? Look, people. Socialist with a brutal dictator <laughs> equals bad. Okay? <laughs> you you got to have yes. both ingredients. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So he died in 2013. Nicolas Maduro Maduro uh-huh. took over okay. and has kept his legacy alive. They serve six-year terms down there, so he's due for an election. Mm-hmm. Okay, That just happened this year. Um, but what happened is he, <laughs> he, wouldn't, he made laws to not allow his biggest components or components, biggest opponents to run against him. Maduro did. <laughs> Okay. okay, so he made it illegal for the people who had the best chance of beating him to run. Uh, so it's a very rigged election. <laughs> I, I hate to use that word because it sounds Trumpish. Uh, he won like sixty-eight percent of the vote. Okay, mm-hmm. but a lot of people boycotted the vote. 
they didn't think it was legitimate anyway. Right. Okay. So he swears in. Mm-hmm. And then this guy comes along, um, Gaido, Juan Gaido, spelled G U A I D O with an accent over the O. Okay. He comes in. He is the leader of the legislative body okay. of the country. He's, uh, I, don't, well, I can't remember what it's called. A national, it's just National Assembly. Okay. So he has come in and said, under the Constitution, when an election is, is false mm-hmm. or, or corrupt, the, national, the leader of the National Assembly takes over as an interim president so we can have an election again. Okay. So that's what he's done. So he has now sworn himself in as the interim president. Oh. Interim. He doesn't want the power. Right. Okay. So he is begging the military to join his side because he's a – if you don't have the military, you got nothing. That's what it comes down to. Right. It always comes down to weaponry, right? Mm-hmm. Military's not joining him. Mm. In the past six years, uh, Maduro has stacked the Supreme Court with allies. So okay. the Supreme Court's not behind this guy. Every quote unquote normal country <laughs> has has sided with Guaido and said, no, that, that election was not legitimate, which is really ironic <laughs> for America, right? Mike Pence gave a speech saying, We're with the people. They want a new election. You should get a new election. Right. We, I just got an Associated Press uh bulletin that we just laid sanctions on them for their oil. Sanction me. Right. So but who? What do you? What do you think Russia thinks? I bet they're uh, they're in support <laughs> of uh, the other dude, Maduro. Yeah, yeah. China, Russia, Turkey. Really, China? Yeah. Hmm. They don't. They think that the election in Venezuela is now being influenced by America, when really what America is saying is, no, we saw what happened, and we don't like it. Well, yeah, we, we don't really have much of a vested interest in Venezuela anyway. I mean, other than they're in we the same... We haven't been in there in... Yeah. I mean, they, the oil, you know what I mean? I know they um, have a lot of oil, but... That's their, that's their economy, Yeah, right? Um, he also, Maduro, basically threatened his own people. It's a socialist country, so there's massive subsidies on food. Right. And they have a little card that gives them those subsidies. He held up that card during the election and was like, if you have this card, go vote. Basically telling the people, if you don't vote for me, you're not going to have this card anymore. It was kind of insinuated. Wow. <laughs> right? So now other people are like, well, we're not going to eat. So, but I want to show you a, a crazy number. And if you're listening along, go ahead and, and Google inflation in Venezuela. Okay? In the past 12 months from no, November 2017 to November 2018, 1.3 million percent. Inflation. What now? Can you wrap your head around that? Wow. 1.3 million percent inflation. How is that possible? I have no idea. The, well, p- the cost of food was doubling every 19 days. And have you, ever, have you ever done that thing where you're like, if I doubled a penny every day, right? you'd be like a millionaire in like 30 days or something like that? So you put that in context. Uh-huh. Every 19 days, think of, think of us, yeah. right? You need a gallon of milk. Right now it's like, I don't know, three fifty. Okay. Two weeks from now it's seven dollars. Oh. Two weeks from then it's fourteen. Oh. Two weeks from then it's twenty eight. Like it's doubling every nineteen days. Not just adding the same amount, like it's doubling. And this is under so the, how are people living? They're not. They're oh. starving. During that year of one point three million percent inflation, mm-hmm. 
the average Venezuelan lost 11.4 kilograms, which is like 20 pounds, I think. Okay, yeah. Would you translate that into American? Sure. <laughs> 11.4 kilograms to pounds, 25 pounds. You win? You have a problem with that? You know what you should do? You should sanction me. Sanction me with your army. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so the people are literally starving. There's, there's data to right. support it, and especially, of course, the poor. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's massive riots in the street calling for a new election, and people are dying. And uh, why, why is it that the military is siding with? And then when, when you say military, is there any breakaway from the military? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I mean, or is everyone just quote unquote following orders? Or... No, I, he's been in power for six years. Uh huh. And before that was his predecessor of the same ideology, right. Chavez. So they put in their friends. I mean, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but it stands to reason you would put your friends in his generals. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, I just wonder. Well, obviously the military is getting fed, or else they would, right. Um, so we'll see what happens, but you know, America lays a sanction down. Russia then gets pissed at us, which brings us to another topic called the Monroe Doctrine. You familiar with the Monroe Doctrine? Yes. So the Monroe Doctrine, President James Monroe in 1823 during a State of the Union address basically was addressing the world saying no European country should even talk about the Western Hemisphere. You can't even talk about it. The Western Hemisphere is our problem, you know? Uh-huh. Now, he also did say that we should stay out of the Eastern Hemisphere, which we haven't done. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't done it very well. Uh, but the, it brings this up, you know? that, And it was, a, it was to stop European colonialism. And frankly, when you look at why Russia might be on board with Maduro, it makes you wonder, right? Mm-hmm. Like... Russia just annexed Crimea. Right. Now, they can sow discontent in Venezuela and possibly work some magic there. You just never know what their endgame is. Why do they even care? You know? Like, Venezuela is a close trading partner with us. It kind of makes sense that we would get involved. We're also the, the basically the... I thought we didn't do any trade with Venezuela. I think we did until now, I think. Let's I look. thought we stopped a long time ago. That's why... We weren't getting any of their oil. They're our 33rd largest goods trading partner. Oh, $16.5 right. right. So I think after Chavez died, it opened things up a little bit because yeah. he, did, he hated America. Yeah, he was. Maduro came in, same party, same ideology, but a little bit looser, right? right. But he totally failed the country. Like yeah. inflation, when, when he got elected, the chart is like whoop. Left and like up and to the right in inflation, Weird. just crazy bad, you know. And Venezuela was on the rise. Yeah, it was. Chavez was a dirty guy, but they were doing great, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but no, we still we trade with them. I don't know what uh, what exactly we sanctioned today. Uh, probably just oil, if I had to guess. But right, that's not good for the people, you know. That once again, just like we did here domestically, mm-hmm. we're going to use the people as pawns, sanction their businesses take away their subsidies for food because we're going to starve the government of money, you know? Has, uh... They're like eating roots and stuff. Has uh, any mention of military 
presence, our presence down there. I don't um, think that's something Trump would want to do. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. And in fact, I did see a Marco Rubio said, I haven't heard a single person in Washington say that military intervention is even on the table in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a domestic issue. I don't know how many people have died in the riots. Right. Um, so I don't, I, there, it's, not, it's not to the point of like Bashar al-Assad, you know, right. of, of mass genocide. But if you get scared, you know, this, this guy, Doe guy could just go away. Right. You know, he could just leave. He, the, uh, Maduro could have him killed. You know, it's not like he has a ton of power. He just has a voice right now. Right. He has no power in the military, no power in the courts, but he has power with the people. The people agree with him. They're like, no, we, we, that election was fake. It benefits the elite. It's socialism. Right. Right. So that's what's happening in Venezuela. Hmm. Do you think Russia's going for a power play? They're going to capture Venezuela, and that's that'll what be their... That's what I was insinuating. entrance I, to the U.S.? I just don't know. <sighs> Otherwise, why would they care? Like, Venezuela is... Russia's on... freaking weird, man. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, their people, their people don't seem to be nearly... They don't seem to care nearly as much as, like, you know, the five people running the government there. And I just don't understand... What the what their what the point is? Why are they sowing all this discontent? Why? Like what what is it? What what I, for? It, I have I have no idea. It really doesn't make any sense. I don't even know if they trade uh, geographically. It doesn't make a lot of sense, right? You have Venezuela that is on the east coast Maybe. of South America. Right. Russia is all the way around the other side. <laughs> you know, so I'm sure there's some sort of trade. Maybe but, they want their oil. Well, that would make I mean, yes, that would make a lot of sense. Why doesn't Russia just uh, start making electric vehicles? Get a get ahead of us. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Can't find one that goes in the snow. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So that's Weird. what's happening in Venezuela. Hmm. Well, yeah. that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> Real. Uh, I don't know, man. That's. That's weird. I don't. It's an interesting read, and it's probably <laughs> worth Americans just taking the time to read it and see, you know, kind of get your opinion. I read some stuff on The Guardian, BBC, the Associated Press. You can find kind of unbiased uh, stuff. Right. You know, I even avoided CNN for those who care. <laughs> I, went to, I went to other sources. So. You have a problem with that? You know what you should do? You should sanction me. Sanction me with your arm. Oh, wait a minute. Dave Chappelle. Sanction me. Sanction me. This is Black Bush. That's the skit. Oh, is it? Yeah. Have you ever seen it? No. i got to watch it sometime. <laughs> I've got a coalition of the willing. Anyway. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and take our first break. Um, when we come back, we'll have random headlines, Godzilla, men riding on hoods, the Holocaust, the Holocaust, (laughs) gambling nuns, uh, and, uh, Brian strokes a penguin. You happy now, Lois? Because of you, there's a measles epidemic and the whole town is quarantined. Speak for yourself, Brian. I, for one, am enjoying the indoor family time. Who's up for another game of hot breath telephone? 
We're all gonna die! Chris, you're supposed to whisper that to the next person. Peter, Brian's right. We were wrong about everything. We've got to get to the hospital and get Stewie vaccinated. Yeah, it might be a little too late for that. I kind of destroyed all the vaccines in town. You destroyed all the vaccines? Yeah, but it's fine. There's nothing to worry about. Is anyone else feeling feverish, achy, and acutely sensitive to light? Oh, my God, Peter, you've got measles. Now, hold on, hold on. Before we all freak out, it might just be full-body herpes. Wait, you guys, Dad might not have been vaccinated. Didn't Grandma say he was born in Mexico? Nobody remembers that, Meg. We gotta keep you away from Stewie. You'll get him sick. Oh, my little guy's gonna be fine. All he needs is a good old-fashioned game of hot-breath telephone. Measles. Ah! I've got to get out of this house or I'll be in worse shape than John Goodman. I've got your EKG here. How does it look? Well, it spells out pancakes. Oh, okay, so same as last time. I'm recommending you go on a strict diet immediately. Nope. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you these random headlines. We're back. We are back for round two. Hopefully you're still listening and you're not angry with us or, uh, I don't know, whatever. We don't care. Well, we do care, but Sorry. we don't. I mean, I don't know how to put this. Anyway, um, nuns. Until more people start listening, I just don't care. <laughs> uh Los Angeles nuns, to be specific. Los Angeles Church says nuns embezzled money from school to cover trips to Vegas. <laughs> Two nuns who worked for decades at a Catholic uh, school in California embezzled a substantial amount of money from tuition and other funds and used it to pay for gambling trips to Las Vegas, church officials said Monday. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So they were collection plate stuff? You think? Uh, no, it said it was from tuition and... Oh. Well, it said other funds, so it could be, could be anything. Because it's a school, it's a, it's a church, a Catholic school, right? Um, during that time, Sister Mary Margaret, <laughs> of course, Cooper <laughs> <laughs> uh, was the school's principal, and Sister Lana Chang, not quite as <laughs> not, not as Catholic, taught eighth grade students. Both retired this year. Neither has been charged with a crime. The amount taken from tuition payments and other funds is still being tabulated, but some reports say it's as much as $500,000. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Woo. Yeah. So it pays to be a nun in Los Angeles, I guess. You ever been tempted to, uh, you know, embezzle? <laughs> I don't have money to embezzle. <laughs> Not from yourself. <laughs> When I, I so I used to be a bookkeeper at Smith's, yeah. and so I would, um, I'd get all the the money in the morning, and I'd get ready like twenty thousand dollar deposits, oh, yeah. or more. I think the most I did was fifty fifty thousand dollars. I just had in the bag right there, wow, in cash. And uh, I mean, I would have never done anything, but the thought thought to probably cross my mind, you it was know, there. like I could go to Vegas and put this on red and double it, <laughs> <laughs> right. And then uh, bring the rest back. And then if not, just go to Mexico, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You always got to go big, man. Go like double zero. Yeah. Yeah. 37 to one. <laughs> I think it's what it pays out. Really? <laughs> it's a lot. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think this is also in Los Angeles. Uh, it doesn't say. Anyway, man clings to hood of SUV in high speed 
road rage incident. So I actually haven't watched this video you got yet, a video? but I am a little curious. Oh, oh come winter, on, ads. I hate winter it. nasal congestion. Uh, Allegra, D. Allegra D, proud sponsor <laughs> of the Arctic podcast. I always just called that Allegrad. <laughs> Allegrad. There you go. Speed road rage in Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. Look at this a driver racing down the oh. highway, a man <laughs> clinging onto the hood of his SUV at up to 70 miles per oh. hour. Here's ABC's Aero Reshef. Tonight, that shocking cell phone video of a dangerous road rage incident on a packed Massachusetts <laughs> Sorry, turnpike. people are so stupid. A white SUV reaching speeds of up to 70 miles an hour with a man dangling from the hood. I thought he was going to run over me. The driver, 37-year-old Mike Fitzgerald, at times appearing to hit the gas. I just kept telling him, stop the car, stop the car, and he wouldn't stop. Just so everyone knows, the 37-year-old looks like a total douche. <laughs> but why was this guy on his hood? Get... I don't know. <laughs> I mean... That guy's going to get capped. No. I just... Why? That's got to be the stupidest thing. Why would you jump on the front of a car? So if you're ever in a road rage incident, (laughs) don't jump on the hood, or else you might feel like uh, Tom Cruise in a Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, but, you know, he does his own stunts. Yeah, so did that guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Like... You'd almost know you were going to die. I know, right? right? Like, oh, you're like, your fingers can only do so much. I know. It's freaking scary, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, okay. We have another Catholic one. Just, we're full of the Catholic we're, church. We're we got, we got the Pray app and the Gambling Nuns. By the way, yeah, you can pray live with the Pope. Yep. Don't forget. Uh, this one is straight out of the Vatican. Are you familiar with the Swiss Guard? Yes. And their... Their outfits? Clownish uniforms? Yeah. I don't know how else to describe them. I don't I wonder know. wonder if they've actually ever hit someone. Or, what, what, like, what? Don't they have like a spear? Yeah. I wonder if they've ever speared someone. There are some that carry like... Um, like an M16 or no, something? Well, that and uh, the little uh, Uzis and stuff. Like oh, the really? RCP-90s, like the, the circuit server. Their little staff should shoot that blade <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, What's going on with the Swiss Guard? So um, their helmets yeah. are hot. They're big metal. Uh, uh, have you seen them before yeah. right here? These yeah. big metal helmets? Yeah, they're yeah, like, I mean, it's the, 2019. Yeah, it's a gigantic medieval-looking helmet with a feather on it top. It looks like something you'd use to joust. Yeah. Um, so it's hot Yeah. in the Vatican with that on your head. The, the soldiers are overheating. Okay. Um, and so the Vatican has broken into the uh, technological side of things, and they have started printing um, 3D helmets. All right. Made out of 3D materials that you know, are uh, much lighter and uh, airier and uh, less hot. Is that the only way to make a helmet for real? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Why didn't they just, like, why did they have to 3D, 3D print? print they, they couldn't find, like, like, a distributor to yeah, make a... <laughs> injection molds or something. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah. know. Maybe uh, maybe the, the, the priests were bored. Yeah. <laughs> 
I did see. So when I was in England, I went to the changing the guard at, at Buckingham. Yeah, which was, you know, it was more pomp than anything cool. Well, but they have that's a, what the, I, the monarchy is. I know. Really. You think it'd be cooler. Anyway, they have a you know this whole procession and a band comes in. You yeah. know, and it was it was pretty warm. But they're in their full garb. You know, yeah. the band wearing their yeah, their yeah tall yeah. hats. Yep. Sure enough, poor poor. I think it was a girl passed out. Two other uh, bandmates had to carry her away. Oh, really? One of the guards <laughs> um, did? No, it, the, in the, just... the band. Like the she was playing like the oh man, Sousa, I don't know, not the sousaphone, like a trumpet or something. Yeah, they had to carry her away on the on like the grounds of Buckingham. Dang, that's crazy. Bye bye. for the Queen's God. Yeah, they uh, they don't mess around there, no, dude. They just run right over you yep. if you're in the way. You better make way for the Queen's Guard. Can I say when we were on the drum line? Yeah, that was the funnest thing to do. Just run over if people. Someone was in our way. Yeah. Did you did you yell make way for the Queen's Guard? No, it was more like <laughs> get the f-, you know. <laughs> By the way, uh, yeah. Can I take? I just want to take a step back real quick because this is it's not it's not interesting. It's comical. Okay. Uh, Guido, can I get <laughs> yeah, the breaking sure. news? Yeah. Guido in uh, Venezuela? Yeah. He looks like the Venezuelan Beto O'Rourke. Can I just oh, say so that? he's handsome, huh? He is a handsome man. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's good to know. So I think I think his charisma Maybe is Maybe he probably... is Beto O'Rourke. <gasps> They're the same person. That's probably true, yeah. man. I mean, don't he... don't say that. All the conspiracy theorists. That's true. Will... <laughs> Take over Venezuela. <laughs> we'll get a bunch of fake news next election. Yeah. Guess what, though? I am going to break in with a headline. Breaking are, are news. You ser- Wait, you can't just say that. Oh, my gosh. I well, thought you were ready. I was, and I thought that was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I got more. <laughs> uh, Roger Stone. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. remember how he was arrested? Uh, the Penguin? <laughs> he does look like the Penguin. He does look like a Batman villain. Oh, my gosh. So, remember, so he was arrested. Yes. Paid his $250,000 bail. He's not a crook. He's, <laughs> he said... Uh, I'll never tell. I'll never do anything. I'll never tell, basically. Right. right. I'll never spill. Right. You know? Uh, longtime Donald Trump advisor Roger Stone said on Sunday he would have to consult with his attorneys about potentially cooperating with special counsel Robert Mueller. <laughs> <laughs> the, like the second question he gets asked by the press, do you think you'll cooperate? That's a question I'll have to determine after my attorneys have some discussion. <laughs> so basically, they're like, "Hey, uh, you're looking at actual jail time here in right. a in a prison where you're going to get raped by men." Like, and he was like, "Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't think that was okay. Yeah, let's what's it? All I'll off- go ahead and cooperate. What's no problem. Office space like this? It's no picnic. It's like rape you in the ass prison or something. Like that. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I know what you're talking about." Yeah, it's he, no pri- uh, picnic prison. It's yeah. raping mass prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, so that's pretty quick flip. I don't know if someone on Mueller's team. This or isn't Mueller... the first time there's been a quick flip, though. Hasn't this no, happened no. to multiple people? Where all like, of them? I won't say anything, and then they actually they talk right. to the FBI, and they're like, well, you know, they I do think two I'm hours. Say they do two hours in jail. They're right. like, hey, hey, what do you want to know? Yeah, I'll tell you anything you want to know. <laughs> yeah, he. They must be very convincing. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we talk about something else? Yeah. This came up last time when we were talking about Nazis. Okay. Man, we are just full of, uh, okay. Full of good news. <laughs> this is a Newsweek article. All right. Um, and it, 
is incredibly troubling because we've talked about this so much about how why learning history is important and just all of that, right? Mm-hmm. One third of Americans don't believe six million Jews were murdered during the Holocaust, according really? to Newsweek. Can you uh, give me a number? What is one third of 400 million? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I'll, I'll break it down even further. Okay. okay. The survey shows that 70% of Americans believe people care less about the Holocaust than they used to. That's probably totally true. A majority, uh, 58%, said they believe something like the Holocaust could happen again, which it totally could if people don't think it happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. 31% of the Americans surveyed and 41% of millennials within that group do not believe that 6 million Jews were killed during the Holocaust and think the real death toll is at least 2 million or lower. Oh, that's so much better. Right. <laughs> it's a Come on, guys. It was only 2 million. The, the real estimates here are 15 to 20 million civilians. Right. Like, just so everybody knows. That's not soldiers. That is 6 million Jews mm-hmm. and, like, 8 to 9 million other civilians from Italy, Germany, everywhere, England, Holland, Holland, like my my grandparents Poland, and great grandparents were there. South Africa. My great grandpa was captured and escaped. Oh, off the train, escaped. My other great grandpa hid in the stairs. Like this was real, man. Wow. Like what? Are you, millennial? Like seriously? You just got asked the question and said, "No, there's no way." Have they seen the videos? Probably not, because once you see it, you know. You know, like just go to the Holocaust Museum, watch you do watch a YouTube movie, anything you want. This really happened, and it's terrible. And if we keep minimizing it, it could happen again. What would that look like now? How did that happen then? It was a pretty modern era. Weird. <sighs> we didn't care. I mean, straight up, America did not care. Do you know how many times Churchill asked us to join? And that was just in defense of, of England. Right. You know, it wasn't until Japan bombed us right. that we joined. They were like, ugh. Yeah. All right. In fact, I made up a conspiracy of my, of my own that Churchill asked Japan to bomb us <laughs> <laughs> so that we would join the war. Hey, listen. Yeah. Like, we, we gave them resources, you know, uh, and, you know, planes and whatnot. But didn't they sink, uh, wait. The Lusitania. Right. And that was World War One, though, wasn't it? <sighs> Is that what got us into World War One? Is that what I'm thinking of? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, Lusitania was in 1915. Okay. Uh, sunk by a German U-boat, mostly civilians, but it was it did have some stuff on it, and they were warned. Like, I mean, they look, they knew what they were. America knew that the the danger. Right. They didn't tell the people getting on this boat. <laughs> There's a good chance we're going to be uh, sunk by the Germans here. <laughs> well, that would have been nice to know. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. So I don't know what to say about this, about people not it's, thinking. This that. is the same thing as we talked about earlier. It's just, what? Why? Why? And I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying not to make a big deal out of it, but I'm saying the more you water it down, the next generation is going to water it down more. The next generation is even more. And then eventually it's just going to be like, well, ah, it was World War II. It was just countries fighting. It wasn't a Holocaust. I think that's kind of... Right, it's like kind of what happens. I mean, there are what what war did we have before World War One? Um, Civil? No, there was this, there was something else. Oh, a little skirmish. Uh, 
Um, but, <laughs> but that I mean, they just eventually. Well, I guess Civil War is still kind of when you when you refer to World War Two, you need to be thinking about two different things. Right. The first thing is World War Two, the Axis powers versus the Allies. Right. right. And then you also have to think about the Holocaust. They were two different things. It just so happened that while Hitler was committing a mass genocide in his own country and surrounding countries, he was also trying to take over the world. Right? Right. It they they simply coincided. He could have done either one without the other. You know? Right. So you can't when you have to th- you have to include the Holocaust when you're thinking about World War II. You know? And well, if, yeah. if you don't think about civilian deaths here and the way that they were killed so systematically and just it's just gross final solution stuff. If you're not thinking about that, then you need to do some reading or some watching, whatever you've got to do. Right. Because it's happened. Right. I mean, it's there's just, I don't know, there's so many aspects to World War II, which is probably why it's just so fascinating. I've been watching yeah. that documentary about um, Hitler's rise to power. Yeah. And how, just like we were talking about in the last episode. The people around him. The people around him were were ten nuts and not only were they nuts they were like weird guys they were like uh what's his um himmler was yeah he was a weird dude have you learned about rudolf hess yet uh i don't know i've i'm only in the second episode and i've kind of started to lose track of hess was a pilot oh yeah he was one of the first people they talked about they flew he flew into england right and crashed yeah (laughs) in hopes of being taken to churchill to tell him to surrender. Right. Because then he could go back to the Fuhrer and say, look at what I did. Right. But instead, they just threw well, him in a prison. He's the guy who also, <laughs> after World War I, told, because he was a commander over all these pilots. Yeah. And they were supposed to turn their planes over to England, and he commanded them all to go crash their planes. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah. Like, just unbelievable loyalty. Yeah. To say, I'm going to fly into England you know, where I'm probably going to get shot down. What's interesting about this documentary is they keep referring to these people's, uh, two people in particular, um, who was Hitler in jail with? Um, his um, Goebbels? <sighs> no. I don't feel like, Goebbels is the other one that they say. Goebbels and uh, this other guy, they keep talking about it like these people were actually in love with Hitler. like Emil Maurice and Rudolf Hess. Okay. So Hess was, yeah. And I just That's when think he, he wrote Mein Kampf. That's just interesting that uh, that they're so infatuated. Because uh, he wasn't even that infatuated with the war. He was infatuated with Hitler. Right. Like. That's what the, like, most of these people that were around him and maybe even his like second and third circle. Uh-huh. It was about, it wasn't even about the war. It was about loyalty to the Fuhrer. You know what I mean? Right. To the point where you're calling someone father. Right. That's a big deal. You know? Right. Like, uh, I, I, the people really loved Obama. Right. <laughs> no one called him father. No. Right. People are diehard Trump and they're not calling him father. Right. You know? I, th- th- what he I was able know. to generate. Mitch, Mitch McConnell and <laughs> <laughs> the respect that he garnered. He, you know, you watch old speeches. Even if you don't speak German, mm-hmm. it's amazing to watch him speak. Mm-hmm. He's super charismatic, and you can't help but feel his energy when mm-hmm. he's p- 
pounding his fist and screaming, and then he just calms down and make and fixes his hair. You know what I mean? Right. It's really, really fascinating to watch. Yeah, and he wasn't even. He, I mean, it's not that he wasn't smart. He wasn't the. He didn't write his speeches. Like he didn't come up with all this stuff. Like, no, he, I mean he. Of course he had a staff. You know, but like his inaugural address. Uh-huh. Have you heard about that? No, no, yeah. He no. so he wins. Their political system was weird back whoa, then. Whoa, whoa, so don't spoil it for me. <laughs> <laughs> he becomes the chancellor before he starts to take out all the opposition, uh-huh. right? And But his inaugural address, he pulled a Michael Jackson. <laughs> Maybe Michael Jackson pulled a Hitler later. At, whatever. The timing doesn't matter. <laughs> but he got up on the stage and just stared at the crowd mm-hmm. with his hands in front of him, kind of moved his papers around. They were on. They were on. He wasn't at a podium. He was standing with just a microphone, and there was a little table to his side uh-huh. that he had his speech on. And he stood there for like seven or eight minutes just staring at the crowd. And he waited for them to calm down, and then he went right in. Like, it was – it's crazy. And that's exactly – remember Michael Jackson did that at the Super Bowl? I was hoping that you were going to say he grabbed his crotch <laughs> or moonwalked or something. Moonwalked. You know, like, I didn't no, know Hitler could moonwalk. It, it was – it's crazy how long he stood there. You know, in the crowd, if you've ever been in a crowd that's waiting for something, you know they get really rambunctious and then they calm down. And then right. really rambunctious and then calm down, you know. And that's what they were doing. And he just sat there and waited, just building this energy that was ready to explode in that room. Mm. It's nuts. Weird. Very, very smart at delivering. <sighs> Fascinating. Well. It happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Holocaust happened. Um, get your kids vaccinated. Climate change is happening. <laughs> Oh, um, just and, uh, come on, man. You know, keep Venezuela in your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> who knows what's going to happen down there. Remember Venezuela Ma- and Beto O'Rourke down there yeah. fighting the good, or Gal Gadot, what was it? No, that's Wonder Woman. I don't know. Maduro uh, could snap at any time, though, frankly. So, anyway. Mm. Find us at the Take Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for episode 33. I'm Brian. I'm Spencer. We'll catch you next time. Sorry.